The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast presented by Land Rover. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl. Together, we're the Two Robbies. And we like to react to the weekend in the Barclays Premier League. It's match day 21. Everything's getting super tight in all areas of the of the no, table. No, match day 31. Yeah. Um, and let's start with the Manchester derby. Manchester City nil, Manchester United won. What's your initial reaction to the game, Rob? Well, in the end, Rob, it was, it was about the, the three points. The win for either side was huge. Certainly United, I thought, dominated the midfield. That extra man in there helped them get more possession, helped them feed a young and vibrant front three. In the end, uh, City defending wasn't good enough. Dimitrios looked like an old man out there uh, against some of the young legs. And it's the three points that, that brings Manchester United back into that, that chase for that fourth spot now that that's really hot you up when you think Manchester City 51 points, West Ham 50 points, Manchester United 50 points. It's all on now for three clubs to try and nail that place. And listen, it almost could be for City that they have to go and win the Champions League if they're going to have Champions League football next, next season. And is Pep Guardiola going to want to come into a team that's maybe Europa League football or dare I say, no European football. I mean, it's just crazy what's happening at, at that football club and, and the um, the fallout uh, of, of the team, Rob, from a team that really, in all true sense, with ability, if I'm talking talent, if I'm talking technique, if I'm talking all the things I want in a squad, Manchester City have it. Yet they're now fighting for fourth spot and have got a realistic chance the way they're going of missing out. Well, the momentum is not a top four team. And I think some of the performers today were shocking. You touched on it. Martin Demichelis, that may be the, the worst kind of, I don't even know what he played now. He got dragged off, didn't he? Um, really early into the game. He was awful. I mean, he was awful, lunging in for the yeah. goal, a Rashford nip by him, a terrible short back pass. He almost gave a penalty. He should have given a penalty as well, again as well. But to be fair, it wasn't just him. What's happened to yeah. David Silva? What's happened to Jesus Navas? What's happened mm. to, to, you know, when you look at the whole team, nobody's playing that well. And, 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 and it has to go back to Manuel Pellegrini. And we've enjoyed what he's done over the last few years. You know, he's, a, he's a champion at this football club, but he hasn't got the ability to re-motivate, re Organize and to get some focus, by the way, because it was plainly obvious that Manchester United went into this derby wanting it more, needing it more. It totally showed, and they were outplayed by a team in Manchester United that's kind of... One week they look awful, next week they kind of yeah. rebound back a little yeah. bit. There's some of the injured players are coming back defensively. And I want to talk about the young players, Rob, because... Mm. I mean, I know... Wow, listen, we could have a whole podcast about decisions made by Louis van Gaal, but 
it is what it is, and we are seeing three players playing that's down to Louis van Gaal. Martial was brought in by the Manchester United yeah. manager, and we realise he's a good player, and he's going to be a really important player. Uh, Lingard, 23, not so young, but he wouldn't have been. Yeah. I'm not sure any other manager would have him as an important part of the team. And Marcus Rashford, 18-year-old striker, yeah. that's got a little bit of everything. Can we at least give a little bit of credit to Louis van Gaal that these young players are getting a run, and they're doing well? They should be part of Manchester United's future, and with Mourinho potentially coming in, I worry about that. But but what do you say to that, Rob? I know maybe they should should have kept of Hernandez and others, but these three are doing well. Absolutely, and we we, we should give Louis van Gaal credit because we, we're happy to give him criticism. I don't quite agree that the other managers. Well, I look with Manchester United, and, and I, was, I was thinking about the game as a whole, the season as a whole, and there hasn't been that many bright spots. I mean, David De Gea continues to prove that he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I think we've seen a little bit of maturity from Chris Smalling, although he still every now and then goes back to old Smalling making sense. But in the main, I think Chris Smalling has developed over the season. But the three bright sparks, and you've mentioned them, is, is Anthony Martial, who paid a lot of money for, but it looks like it could be money well spent. And over the course of time, I think he's going to turn out to be a top-class player. The other two bright sparks, uh, Marcus Rashford and Jesse Lingard, a player who've been at the football club, who players who've been so Edward has been scouting the world for for the Di Marias and for the for the Memphises and the likes and, and spending the checkbook and that. And guess what? He probably wasn't even going to his academy or, or his under twenty ones and having a look what was there or believing in what was there because it's been really a little bit by default. And we're going to give Louis Van Gaal the credit for playing these guys, but he's almost been forced to play them because Rooney's been out because Memphis have been so poor. Matthew's been up and down. But these guys have come in and given the, the, the place a lift. They've given Manchester United a pace and, and, and an excitement and a daring that they, they, they lacked earlier in the season. But more than anything, they, 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 these, are, these are local boys who it means something to. You, you saw yeah. in Master's face when he scored. They're yeah. important elements. And, and whether you're Manchester United or I still think of Chelsea or even I'll, I'll turn it to, to a Manchester City. Manchester City miss a little bit of a, of a Rashford a Martial or a Lingard, a young, hungry, bright player well, who will be, live some uh, of the listen, players around them. It should be Ryan Sterling, Robbie. But what, is yeah, he hungry well, anymore with the money well, that he's got I now? Get, I want to get to Manchester United, Musty, uh, because I'm, I'm getting the sense that the money at Manchester United dims motivation and dims ambition. And, and it's a big statement, and it's quite a damning statement. But I think players signed for Manchester City... And the moment some of them sign, I think some of you, your ambition goes. Yeah. I put I Manchester City toe-to-toe with Leicester City, who will be earning a fraction of the money, but have ten times the passion and the motivation to do what they're doing. Mm. I look at Manchester City, and some of those guys don't look that bothered to me, Rob. No. Absolutely don't look that bothered about where they finish in the league. They'd love to go on and win the Champions League, and if not, well, we've got a new manager coming in next season. And by the way, looking forward to next season... Don't think there's a magic wand for Pep Guardiola with this group of players. Don't think he's just going to go in and turn the switch and everything becomes hunky-dory because there's inherent problems with that team in terms of chemistry, in terms of motivation. I imagine their training, Rob, as being like everybody just has a little bit of a flick-up and a, and a mm. little five-a-side. Yeah, there's okay. nobody streaming into tackles and there's no, there's no that edge, that little chemistry that you need 
to have a buzz around the football club, to, to have it where, you know, everybody wants to be in that first eleven. I don't imagine you have any of that at Manchester City, and that's going to be a big problem. I'll tell you what, mate, before we, we kind of, you know, give our latest prediction of top four, mm. let's just quickly touch on West Ham, because they're in that equation. Yeah. Very yeah. close to winning wow. the Stamford Bridge. That late decision was a poor one. They get a 2-2 two, yeah. two draw. West Ham United are, are, yeah. are right there. I mean, first yeah. quickly, Rob, before you give me a prediction, how impressed have you been with West Ham United and the job that Billich has done? Real quick. Well, my, my two choices for, for managers to get the sack at the beginning of the season yeah. were Claudio Ranieri and Slavin Billich. So it tells you what I know about this game. <laughs> Ranieri's leading the league and got a great chance of winning. Slavin Billich has done a fantastic job with a great team behind him in terms of the recruitment of the players. I look at every player that West Ham have bought and they've contributed or are contributing to the way that this team has played. I mean, Dimitri Payet's been outstanding. Lanzini's an, an, an excellent buy. I look at the loan signing from Moses. I look at Antonio from Nottingham Forest. I look at, at, at the boy Byron who they bought just to come in. Everybody's playing their part as well as, you know, the likes of, 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 of loan players they've got to have a look at. So everything's right. Slumville's done a fantastic job. And I tell you what, in a, in a strange way, they've got no pressure on them. They're the team going into the thing with a bit of momentum, yeah. with no pressure, and just might upset both the Manchester Giants and Nick that. Well, come spot. on then, come on then. I mean, let's. I mean, this can change week to week, but who right yeah. now, <laughs> given what you right know, now, is going to make the top right four? Now, Which one of them? Everything I believe in, I would still probably say Manchester City because if somehow mm. it wakes up, they've got a chance. But I'm, I'm also talking about just coming off the back of a Manchester uh, derby defeat. Lost Vincent Company for a hearing mm. a month. Joe Hart could have lost team. Joe Hart for mm. three to four weeks. That that now puts it in a different category. If, if those injuries stay as they are and those players miss for a month, I would say probably West Ham. It's would be my so favorite. hard. It's, it's so hard because of the consistency. I know, so hard for me. <sighs> just Manchester City, but that's going to go right to the wire. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on to oh another derby game, and I'll tell you what, I enjoyed mm. it. One of the biggest, yeah, if game. not the it's biggest, Newcastle-Sunderland game for as yeah. long or in living memory, because so much is at stake. Mm. <sighs> I mean, what did you think to the game, Rob? What's your initial reaction to the, the way that it uh, panned out? Uh, in the end, I thought it was about uh, a fair result. I thought Sunderland dominated the first half. The game got mid, uh, control of midfield had better threats up front, more attacking options. In fairness, Rafa did a little bit of sorting out. They were better when they got Wijnaldum higher up the pitch where he could affect the game a little bit and it was a beautiful cross for Mitrovic's header. Um, in the end, I suppose it's a draw that, that, that both take a point and the happiest people of that result would, would have been Norwich who had a great win yeah. themselves against West Brom this weekend. So not only did they get three points, the two teams who they're vying for, for the spots with down at the bottom of the league draw, so they only get a point each. So, mm. as much as the, the, you know, St James Park went crazy with the Metrovic equaliser, I would have married people down near Carrow Road in Norwich would just have been as happy because that, that gives them a, a little bit of a gap now, a two point gap down at, at, at the bottom three. But the game itself, Rob, I thought was, was, was very special. It was tense, it was nervous, it was dramatic. I thought, I think Sam will be a little bit disappointed that not only have they got in front and looked the better team, that they allowed a little bit of initiative to come back to Newcastle and they conceded right on. And, you know, this, ability, this lack of clean sheets for Sam Allardyce's team could be the thing that they slightly undermined, Sam. But having said that, I thought they started the game well and, and looked at it. I was quite impressed with them first off, I must admit. I'll I tell you what, Robert. I mean, it's such a big goal for Newcastle United. When, yeah. when Rafa Benitez took over, 
we were, mm. we both kind of talked about it, and you said, you know what, this is a, this is a really good appointment. There's no trouble now. Newcastle are going to mm. stay up, and I was like, I agree. Maybe not quite so confident, but I think they'll yeah. stay up. I'll tell you what, when they're one nil down, and the fans, mm. all that, all that kind of enthusiasm could have been yeah. killed after this game. So that Mitrovic goal yeah. is huge. I still think there are problems at both ends of the field for Newcastle United defensively, and Bemba is decent, by the way, and he's important to get back yeah. fit. But up yeah. front, until that goal went in, they just didn't look like scoring. But well. they did. It's 1-1. It's going to go to the wire. I still believe that Newcastle United are going to stay up. I think Sunderland are going to go down. We should quickly give a mention to Swansea City against yeah. um, Aston Villa. They won the game 1-0. Um, Guidoline is going in there, and he's kind of, it's nothing fancy, nothing flash, just as we thought, but he's got the results. What have they got now? 36 points. They're going to be OK. Yeah. Um, one, more, one more result. I'll tell you what happens is well, Rob, next weekend, Newcastle go to Norwich, by the way. Huge, absolutely yeah. huge game. Rafa can't afford to lose that one, by the way. Otherwise, it, it really is starting start to come on. Because, you know, when we, we talked about the job, and we talked about it's a 10-game job. We looked at Rafa's 10-game record, yeah. uh, his first-time games at these last six clubs, and, 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 you know, he had an outstanding record. But I said at the time we spoke about I said, this could be an eight-game job, by the way. They played Leicester on his first week that he was in charge. And obviously, the derby, as we saw today, and anything could have happened in those. But Nick's a point that gives them a start. And I say, it's all on now for Rapid. They have to go and Norwich for me and, and win that match. OK. Um, Newcastle or Sunderland to go down or both? I think one of them stay. And my gut feeling somehow tells me Newcastle find a way and, and I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, even though you love Jermaine Defoe and Jermaine you, you trust. Jermaine, Jermaine's, my, Jermaine's my hope for something and, and I think he's Sam's hope. But I just don't think they can mm. stop conceding goals. Mm. OK, the final team that's getting dragged into it, and let's talk about their game mm. a little bit. Crystal Palace um, lost yeah. at home to Leicester City. Yeah. Um, Palace, before we get on to Leicester, mm. what's going on, mate? I mean, I, I, think, well, I think we all believe that they've got you, enough good but, players, but they're, they're, they're in big trouble. We, look, we looked at the fit, didn't we? And we said Alan Pardew is a perfect Palace yeah. fit. Not just that he's been the, the ex-player and he's got you know history with scoring in FA Cup semi-finals and all that stuff, but he was the right kind of manager with the group of players, with the Balassies and the Zars and the, and the young guys who want to express themselves and play in a good counter. And they went on this magnificent run. But since that time, Rob, it's been, I mean, it's been disastrous. They haven't won in 2016, the only team in, in the top four tiers of English football, not to win a game this, 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 since the turn of the year. I mean, it's been a horrendous run. And it's been masked a little bit, and, and the, 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 the FA Cup has been his saviour. They're now in the semi-finals, they play what, they've got a great chance of making it to the FA Cup finals. I would say if you took that, F, that FA Cup run out of the equation and, and Crystal Palace were in the run they, they're in now, People would seriously be talking about Alan Pardew losing his job. No, come on. Let me, let me tell you why I'd say that. No, no chance. When, when, when people like Neil Warnock were in a similar position, the chairman at Crystal Palace said, we cannot afford to go down. So you're, you're either saying to me that Palace are not going to go down and, and we can be blase about it, or Palace could go down. And if they could, as much as the loyalty and, and the affinity with, with Alan Pardew's there, Alan Pardew's job must become under threat. Now, I don't think he will get sacked, and I actually think they'll have enough to stay up 33 points already. But 
he's another manager with the investment that's come from American owners, etc., will have to start the next 10 to 15 games of next season in good form, <laughs> or else... Oh, come on, son. Come on, son. You can't... Uh, you know, every time a, a team go through a bad run no. of results, you can't I'm, automatically I'm, I'm go to the manager. Yourself, you are. You it's, to... it's the players' fault. It's other people's fault. It's, no, it's formal injuries. I'm not... I'm, I'm telling you what's out there. This God, is what Crystal Palace fans are talking about. This is what people are, are suggesting. Listen, Chris, so, so what you're saying is you, if, if, if Palace look like they're going to go down because we've got a good relationship with Alan Pozzi, because he's one of our own... I'm saying you've got to trust somebody, Rob. I said you've got to trust somebody. You've got to trust somebody. you've got to trust. And what I'm saying at the moment is some people in the football club, not me, I, I'm an observer. To be honest, if Palace stay up and Palace go down, it doesn't really affect me. Some people around the football club, including fans, are saying God, that Alan Pardew is, is, would be under pressure if it wasn't for the FA Cup <laughs> final. Uh, FA Cup wow. Run. Yeah, I just, I just strongly disagree. I think that the circumstances, injuries, and, and different kind of ups and downs in a season means that a team like Crystal Palace will have bad runs. Yes, this is a bad run. Mm-hmm. And yes, they are threatened with relegation. I mm-hmm. just I just think the club have got to stick together and get behind the manager to get the team right and build a little bit of continuity. But I get it. And it's a, it's a, it's a good point. The other end of the table, Robbie, to, to brighter yeah. things, to happier things. Leicester mm-hmm. City, nobody can stop them. Nobody can stop them. I thought they were Hold back on. to whoa, their whoa, best. Whoa, 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 <laughs> a minute, Robbie Musto, because you, you completely, completely... I haven't completely done anything. On the bandwagon, no, by the way. no, I'm just saying nobody completely can stop them right now. On the you were the guy who was telling me they cannot keep this going. Vardy and Morris cannot do this going. The pressure is going to eventually. This group of players <laughs> cannot do these things. Yep. Hold on. I, that was bandwagon one. You're now on bandwagon no, two, no, no. saying no. nobody can stop them. No, at the moment, nobody can stop them. There's still uh, seven games to go. Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, still five points behind, and I still question whether they can continue to win 1-0, whether they continue Mares does something special to win the goal. Yeah, they might. We went back to a period when they had the Manchester United, the Chelsea, and that, and you said to me, wait till they've done those games, they'll, 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 be, they'll, they'll got points. They didn't. They stayed at the top. Yeah. Then they started to play some teams who were mid-table or low, and you said, nah, they're going to have some problems against these teams. Yeah. They'll have yeah. more the ball, they didn't. They're top of the league. Now we say, now we say, oh well, you know they're, they're going to have a little run, or it's going to affect them. When are we going? When are we going to give this team, this group, the credit? Maybe they're I'm giving them. I, if they were, these, uh, these are classes. There's something that's becoming a bit like elitist about the Premier League. But if this is Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City winning one 0 at the top of the league, we go brilliant. Clean sheets, professional. Find a way to get a goal. Yeah. Great man management yeah, yeah. and the top of the league. I, I'm not hearing that from Leicester. I'm hearing that, oh, another one, one nil out there straight to win. Come on, we've got to give this team a little bit more credit, yeah, listen, a little bit more respect. I am giving them credit. I am giving them respect. I am saying things like nobody can stop them. And what they're doing, Rob, uh, apart from you doing it too, is they're proving me totally wrong. And that's OK. I don't mind being wrong. If they win the championship, yeah. but, but, and it's but, the biggest but, but, story in did... sports history, I don't mean being wrong about but it. Your statements always come with a but. There's a but. At the end, and I'm saying you've got to drop the butt now. And if it happens, they don't win it. Let's have that conversation when that happens. But the, the, the butt bit, I think, is disrespectful to the group, to Ranieri, and to what they do. And, and it, it also is, is, is it, it smacks in the face of Manchester City. Don't put the effort in every week, and, and we, 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 we have that criticism. Leicester City put every single thing into it every week, and, and still we, we, we want to nitpick at. 
Come on, let's hold our hands up. You know what? By the way, let's... Earl's fired up. Earl's fired Earl, up today. He's given Musto a proper hard time. OK, <laughs> let's switch out of this game because Earl's battering me here. Let's go to Spurs. Yeah. Spurs 3, Bournemouth 0 mm, on the Sunday. And uh, yeah, they're... looking by the way, good, they're by the way. Today. I yeah. watched most of the second half of that game. They were good, dominated the ball, Rob. You could see where they wanted to play. Great interchange of positions. I mean, it could come down to, and, and this was something I want. I just wanted to bring in, because I know you've talked about strikers before. Could the Golden Boot winner, could the guy who scores the most goals uh, this this year lead his team to the title? Because I'm looking at, uh, say, Giroud at Arsenal, Bordy at Leicester, and, and I'm looking at Harry Kane at Tottenham. Harry Kane's on 21 goals, first to break 20 for any striker in the Baltic Premier League this season. Again, got two the, the, the team just played with with a confidence, with a, with a flair, with a commanding edge about them against a good Bournemouth team. It was very, very comfortable, very, very impressive. The thing for Spurs now is that every week that they win, Leicester go and do what they need to do. Yeah. So it's, can they keep tuning those results out at, at the moment without really closing the gap too much? Yeah, and Leicester City, if they continue in the same vein, it's going to be almost impossible for Spurs to catch them. Mm. What I would say about Spurs, um, we talked about this and getting out of European competition, this today yeah. I thought was a massive game for Spurs because mm. it's kind of on the back of another Thursday yeah. Europa League game and a little bit of tininess, a little bit, tiny little bit of rotation. Now they can totally relax. They've got all week of preparation. Well, they've got an international break now, so they've got no other um, midweek worries of, of two legs and Europa Leagues. They can be focused and, and ready recovered, charged up to run at this Premier League campaign. Yeah. They're going to they're go all the way. It's going to be a fascinating a fascinating race. The other team, let's go jump to yep. the other team in North London, Arsenal. Mm. Good recovery. I mean, I thought an Everton yeah. team that that were very, very poor and, and lacking in, yeah. in fight and in, in, in engaging and tackling and winning the ball back and knocking the ball around, they were mm. very poor. But Arsenal, I just thought, did the job. Did the job. 2-0, yeah. a decent reaction. We're used to seeing this, uh, and I thought they were a lot better. Yeah, and a couple of key uh, personnel changes for Arsenal that came good. Uh, Mohamed Nani in midfield, I think it has brought a little bit of strength and a bit more stability to a team that's got loads of attacking threats, but time the balance in the team wasn't right. Alex Wilby was, was chosen ahead of some big-name strikers, some bigger-name uh, players, got the got the goal and, and, and was, a, was, a, was a real threat. And, and um, Danny Welbeck, who was proving to be an important member of this yeah. Arsenal squad, Come up with some big moments for them, Rob. And listen, we all know that he has some deficiencies and he's not what we'd say a category A striker, mm. but has come up with big moments, has won titles, has been part of a dressing room that's won titles in the past. And that could be something important to, to, to Arsenal, just to have that belief. You know, he's been at Manchester United teams. They've been sitting second in leagues and had to chase a City or a Chelsea and, and found a way. So I just think he could be an important player down the, down the stretch for them. I don't think they're going to win the league. Um, and I think you... Um, are you admitting they're not going to win the league now? Because they were your tip right well, from day I, one. All credit to you. In Arsenal, we trust. Listen, what, I've told you, my Arsenal pyjamas are still on at the moment, mate. I, I'm not giving up that easily. But you believe listen, that, you believe them the Leicester till, will till win. They're out, till they're out. They're not out yet, so... In Arsenal, we trust. If they are out, we lay our head down. How much do you trust him, by the way? If they are out, they don't win the league, and they finish third behind Spurs and behind Leicester City. Is it? We had a a conversation on air with me me and Carl Martino, and we both agreed that you know what, it is time for somebody else because they can do better with the squad or whatever reason. What's your Mm. thought on that? Well, what it's time for, Robbie Musto, is to get out all your best pottery, all your best cups and saucers, to sit down with Arsenal, 
have a nice cup of tea, maybe a little sugar in your tea. And, what, and what's going to be the conclusion, Robbie Earl, of that discussion? The conclusion is that there's a little seat upstairs for your horse and then we're just <laughs> going to eject you up there yeah. and we're going to fly somebody into the big... It would be time for a change. I mean, yeah. 12 years now, you know, if Tottenham or Leicester wins the league, it, it makes that decision, I think, yeah, it has to happen. If Chelsea, Manchester United, you know, or um, Chelsea, Manchester City... Uh, 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 would win the league, then it'd be a bit different. But for, for Leicester City or the dearest rival Spurs to win it, I think that's adds more pressure to Arsenal, don't you? The last game that we're going to just have a quick chat about um, mm. with this podcast is Southampton's amazing comeback win against Liverpool. Yeah. Just when Liverpool looked in the first yeah. half, the Coutinho does yeah. his thing, comes inside, scores a great goal. Sturridge does his thing with his quick feet. We saw Liverpool over yeah. two two legs beat Manchester United. Klopp yeah. bounced up and down on the, on the sideline. I got no idea what happened. It was very hard to kind of study all the games going on at the same yeah. time. Uh, Liverpool just tired, Robbie. I'm not sure I was having Klopp yeah. saying at the end, yeah, well, we've played 20 more games than, than Southampton, etc., yeah. etc. Et that, yeah. that, that becomes his go-to, I think, mm. when, when things don't go well for Liverpool. Listen, he, he knows how many games he played before he signs up for, oh, on the dotted line. Yes, I think that, that, that does affect the time, especially how he likes to have that press where, where everybody goes in together, wins the ball early. He'd maybe lose a little bit of the intensity in his leg. I feel it's a reality check. And sometimes it's hard a lesson as it is. It might be a reality check for the group of players, for the fans and for the football club. There's still work to be done at Liverpool. They can have big days. They can have big moments. We saw at Old Trafford. We've seen against Manchester City. We've seen against Chelsea this season. They can have the big days. And this guy is good enough to do it. But they inherently, there needs to be an upgrade in player. Martin Skull came on at centre-back. Um, I think he ran half-time. Two and a half, and there's a game to be still gives away a penalty, makes mistakes, put them on the crumble. They need to come by a commanding centre back. I'm still not convinced from me, I know he saved a penalty early on. I think they need to go. You need to find your base. From that, ahead of them, there's good enough players with one or two key signings in key areas of the pitch. Liverpool become relevant again. But today's a reality check that Liverpool are not ready for a top four spot yet. As, yeah. as good a manager as they've got, as good individuals as they've got with your Coutinho's, with Lallana playing well, with Firmino, with Daniel Sturridge when he's fit. Yes, there's some good talent, but there's not enough quality to go toe-to-toe with the best four teams in this country yet. And that's what Jürgen Klopp's going to have to expect from the summer. All right, Mr. Earl, very aggressive on this week's podcast. Like to see it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Landro. Remember, you can catch the Two Robbies Football Show on Saturdays on Premier League weekends. We skip next weekend because of the international break. Uh, that's on NBC Sports, Sports Radio. Of course, check out for more podcasts on NBCSports.com. Until the next one, take care. We'll see you soon. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.